0: Hello, and welcome to Come Towards Delight, the podcast. I'm your host, Mike Gregson. My mission is to find everyday people who are delightful. The people I interview have attractive energy and a positive outlook on life, and I want to give them a platform to share their stories so that others can have hope in the midst of their struggles and see delight in a world that at times can seem gloomy. I will uncover the life experiences of the guests that I interview, which have enabled them to look at life in such an inspiring and delightful way with the belief that to understand the light, one has to be acquainted with the dark. My guests will share their personal experiences on finding their way through dark and hopeless times and give us a glimpse into the powerful gifts they received in their darkest hours to rise up, take up hope, and view life through new, hope-filled eyes. Is it possible that in our darkest hours, we are given a gift to find the light, which leads to our greatest delights? Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Come Towards Delight, the podcast. I'm your host, Mike Gregson, and have got a very special podcast coming up for you. Um, this is a personal friend of mine and colleague of mine, and I think the thing that is so fun about the story that she's going to tell us is there's already some connection that I personally have to it, and if you've been listening to this podcast show, um, you're going to as well, um, as um, Haley Beckstead, is actually married to um, Chelsea Waters, who is also a work colleague of mine currently. Um, and Chelsea joined me for episode 25. And then, that's not all, um, Haley's mother, Corey Valdez, joined me for episode 35 not too long ago and told both of them, told it awesome stories and just wonderful insights to their lives and and um, some very, very neat stories. Um, just experiences they both have shared in their own different ways. Right. So my invitation to you um, with Haley's um, story tonight, it kind of completes, goes full circle and kind of completes the story from a different perspective as well, which is really exciting and and fun. Um, But if you remember Corey's story, like very powerful story. And towards the end of the story, she talks about how she was able to reunite with her daughter. And I've got her daughter sitting here with me right now. And I just got to say a couple things about Haley real quick. So Haley and I, um, we met back in, I think it was probably about 2016. Um, I was working, I I do work for, and and I was working to sell these, the um, city Creek Marriott in downtown Salt Lake city, Utah. And I was kind of an above property position. So I wouldn't really go into the hotel a ton unless I had clients that were coming to do a site inspection or taking them to lunch at the hotel or whatever. So I didn't see Haley a ton, but whenever I was there, um, I made sure to go connect with Haley, and, and I'd give you knuckles or bones. Sorry. Yeah, right. I, I'd <laughs> pop my head over your cubicle and say, "What's happening?" And um, you were always such a polite person, and I was thought quiet. Yeah, but so polite, <laughs> and you were very good at your job. There's no doubt about that. And it's been—I it, think this has been so fun for me to kind of hear the back end of this story and learn about you. And then, and then we've sat down tonight. We've talked for quite a while, and you have an amazing story, and you have so much wisdom and, and many things that you have learned by going through the fires, the furnaces, if you will, of life, and, and have learned some amazing lessons at a young age that can really benefit a lot of our lives in a lot of different ways. And, and I'll tell you this. You don't have to go through exactly what Haley's going through to take some of the things that she talks about, apply them to your life, and really grow from it. So, for example, um, a couple of the things that really stand out to me in the story is forgiveness. And I don't want to set the stage more than that right there, but, like, if you're listening you're gonna feel it you're gonna see it and and it's a beautiful thing and and you're still so young and, and you've got so much more to, to to like go through and learn and and you're already doing amazing things so anyway um haley great to have you with me and take it away
1: thank you um well first of all thank you for all that that's very nice um I am really excited to be here I've honestly never really gone through my story from start to finish and I know I won't get into all of the details but um this is a new experience for me so I'm really excited to kind of share my story and, um, see where this goes. So, um, thank you for having me. I'm really excited. And like, um, like, Mike said, he interviewed my mom and my wife and those are like my two favorite people. So (laughs) I'm happy to be following up those two. So, (laughs) um, I'm hoping that it will be kind of interesting to hear. It's a similar, you know, my mom shared her story and my story is kind of similar because it, they tie together. So I'm hoping that that is interesting and, and, uh, everybody can kind of take something away from that. So, uh, my name is Haley Beckstead. I was i born and raised in Salt Lake City, Utah. So I'm st- Utah girl. Still live here. Um, I live with Chelsea right now and um, our two dogs. And um,
0: <laughs> what kind of dogs?
1: Uh, okay. Well, we have a so we actually have a really big lab mix that we just had his DNA tested. Turns out he's half Rottweiler. Oh, so, no <laughs> kidding! Yeah. Wow. So we have a lab Rottweiler mix and then a Shih Tzu.
0: That's a lab with like a really big solid head. Yeah, right. Because he's
1: big. Yeah. He um, at his heaviest he was about. 125. So, he's a big. He's yeah. lost some weight though. So okay. Okay. You you know, we got, we got our exercise. summer bodies yeah. Ready, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's right around the corner. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's. We're awesome. all ready.
1: So I love it. Um. Yeah. And then we have our Shih Tzu. So there's a, a huge size difference. Yes. I mean, he's like 14 pounds. So
0: does the Shih Tzu run the like does that one take control the other one like oh tell what to do? No.
1: Well, actually, I don't know about that. That's yeah. a very typical little dog yeah. thing. But Chewy is very assertive. Yeah. So he's the big one. Not happening. And he's a he, yeah he. He has a only dog mentality and doesn't really love his brother too much. But but in every other way, Willie is definitely more of the aggressive dominant (laughs) type. So he's the little one. So the little one, yeah, he's a little bit icy. I love
0: it. I love it. And I love the fact that you said, we're we're getting our summer bodies ready, right? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah there's always. probably a business idea in there, like for for, for pets, right? Like, well, hey, summertime's coming up. Your dog's gonna shed. Like, there we gotta, go. yeah, right. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, I we'll have to get back to that. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, could,
1: we'll, 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 we'll two back to years that after. later, we're gonna talk about that new business idea. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, like I said, born and raised in Salt Lake City, my family is a little bit unique um, as far as our dynamic goes because I I'm the oldest of nine step and half siblings altogether. Nine. Nine. Yeah. All uh,
0: step. All step in half yes. and some halves. Yes. Know?
1: But I am the only child of my parents, so I don't have any full siblings. Okay. Um, my parents actually had me really young. Um, they were 19 when my mom got pregnant and they weren't married. I wasn't planned. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> happy accident. <laughs> That's right. Yes. That's what I referred to myself as a so happy Corey, accident.
0: Congratulations <laughs> on the best accident you ever had in your life.
1: You're welcome mother. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Sure. Um, but uh, so I lived primarily with my mom as a kid, um, as a small kid and, but my dad was always involved. He was always around. It wasn't like, you know, I saw him regularly. It was never a question of when, when was I where's my dad? Where's, you know, nothing like that. He, at one point, my mom even moved into the same apartment complex as my dad, just so that we could see each other regularly. So he was super involved. Great, great situation. They were always mutually um, respectful of each other, so supportive. Cool. Yeah. Cause you don't see that a lot. No. So, um, I feel really lucky, um, that they made they tried to make things work as a couple um after i was born but pretty shortly realized that mutually no. agreed that this wasn't the best situation yeah. so they i don't remember them together at all um and i i'm kind of grateful for that because i've never really felt a loss from that that's sure. like a, it's not something that i'm sad about or have you know hard feelings for it's just it's how it's always been and th- like i said they're always been like really mutually um respectful of each other isn't so that, it's never really been an issue isn't that
0: so cool though like because it,
1: it
0: it's amazing how people say they want to do that and they try their best but like there's those puns and yeah those things that they kind of say <laughs> to get under the skin of like well hey your mom right like it's hard not to yeah. you know
1: and i i so as an adult i really respect that because you know, i'm sure that there were some small comments made but nothing that ever like set any kind of negative you know connotation in that's, my head
0: that's really cool so that's really cool and I just have to say, too, the fact that they're willing to live in the same apartment complex shows that they were putting you first.
1: Right. Right? And yeah. That's and that's amazing. Yeah. And I... Exactly. And that's... It was, it was a good situation as a kid. And when I... So it was just me and my mom living together for a while, um, up until I was like six or seven. And actually, when we were living in that apartment complex, my dad met my stepmom and my mom met my former stepdad. No kidding. <laughs> so it was right around the same time that it was strange. I went from having like two single parents to having like a complex family my stepmom actually already had two kids of her own and um, they were both younger than me and so they were one was still in diapers he was like two years old the other was four yeah so I mean I've known them my whole life and that's like to this day they are my siblings like I consider all of my siblings my full siblings because if I didn't then I wouldn't have any so um, <laughs> that's great quite frankly uh they're all mine yeah so that's right <laughs> I just
0: claim them all Amen. so so tell me t- talk to me about that dynamic real quick was that did your did your mom and your dad still get along even though they had their new significant others if you will
1: yeah um definitely actually I I was really young too like I said I was like six or seven so I yeah. don't remember too well but I know that my stepbrother and stepsister would like come over to our apartment oh, no and like hang out with us and I think my mom would like watch them sometimes or like we really lived super close so it was like yeah. really convenient we'd yeah. go to the pool together and like no so it was like a pretty good situation that's cool. yeah
0: that's cool to a kid it seems like everything is good
1: yeah. Right. Ben. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> True. Sure. I <laughs> get know.
0: double. I, it's not just one family. I got two.
1: Yeah. I mean, my mom's over right here. My dad's over right there, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So it was, um, so that was kind of my first experience with like sibling, like siblings, yeah. <laughs> but it was a little different. They didn't live with me. So, um, it wasn't like a full sibling experience. Yeah. And so my mom, when she married my, my, uh, former stepdad, uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know how to refer uh-huh. to him anymore. Um, but And then she ended up getting pregnant with my sister, and that was really exciting for me because I had never, you know, I was going to have a sibling that I actually lived with. So, you know, pretty much from the start when she met my stepdad, I really, I did really love him. Like, I thought he was so cool. I remember he had this really long braid. It was like a long black braid and he'd let me swing on it. And like, looking back, I'm like, what? He's got a strong neck. (laughs) He must've really been trying to impress my mom because he'd like, let me climb it like a rope. But, um, so he was really great with me and I really loved him. And when, when I felt like I had a family forming, you know, I had, and things were getting better. We moved out of an apartment, we moved into our first rental house and, um, I never lived in a house before. You know, I, we'd lived in apartments, basement apartments with other people, but your never own, our own house. Um, so that was like... And that's when my sister was born. Yeah. And we kind of felt like I had this little family unit yeah. now. And I never really this had is that before. Good.
0: This is good. Right. How old are you at that point?
1: Um, I was eight when my sister was born. Okay. So... Okay. Um, and, and that was... Yeah. So basically from that point, we moved... We moved around a couple of times. We moved to an, a nicer house yeah. and it got even better. Man, you things know, are it was like... Soaring for yes. right now. Yeah. It was like a, a new build. So yeah. we got to like watch it be built like exactly how we all wanted. And I felt like I was all involved, even though I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I have some I was like this, this is my room. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, so that was really cool. And then, you know, things were going well for a while. Um, and, and then after that nice house, things started kind of going back downhill. <laughs> like we... Uh, actually got evicted from that house. Mm. And I don't know why we got, it was foreclosed. And as I still to this day, honestly, don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, because you, I was only 10. Do you remember that
0: moment though? Do you like, do you remember kind of like, we can't go back to the house?
1: Yeah. Well, it was like, it was weird because it was towards the end of the school year. And um, I was at, so I had to switch schools when we moved to this new house. At
0: almost the end of the school year.
1: Uh, right. Well, so I, we'd been there for about a year and a half. Okay. And so I had been at this new school for about a year and a half. And it was towards the end of the school year, and it it was I was just pretty much told that we had to move, you know. But I knew that we were getting forced out. I knew it wasn't by our choice. I knew we wouldn't leave voluntarily. That's hard. Um, Yeah, and it got a little strange because I ended up like staying with a friend while we finished school, and then I moved in with my I moved. Well, I didn't move out, but I moved back in with my mom um, in an apartment. Sure, back to apartment. Sure, sure. You know, so. It, it felt like a, definitely a halt yeah. and then like a decline. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so we were in an apartment for a while and then we moved again, we moved into a, a rental house and, um, back into a house It kind of felt like, you know, some stability, but, but, um, we were there for a couple of years and I, I, it, things started getting a little bit, um, different. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I started noticing some mood shifting mm-hmm. with my stepdad, um, and, and with my mom, like things were just different. And there was some like unexplainable things going on. That was just kind of like, I was confused and I was about 11, I 11, almost 12 years old at sure. this point. Um, and when I first started noticing that things were not quite how they used to be, yeah, um, I noticed my stepdad was moody that he would kind of have these major mood swings, you know, from going from offering, like being angry with me to offering me ice cream cones within like an hour period of time you know just very strange like just flip-flopping super hard
0: yeah be angry and frustrated disappear for a bit come back and then all of a sudden it's with a gift right that's the key yeah Yeah.
1: so yes like um one time we were having a sleepover and it was me and my friend and I I don't remember exactly what happened but I know that he was being mean um I can't remember like it not anything like abusive it wasn't like anything crazy but he uh he just was grumpy and mean and he left and came back and gave us popsicles. <laughs> like it was just such a drastic change. You in... could see it
0: and feel it. Yes. Yeah. And like
1: as an 11 year old, I was yeah. able to recognize that, you know, that yeah. that was, that was strange. Um, So kind of things like so that. Maybe some happening. substances
0: going on that you didn't know about.
1: I think that could yeah. have been well, it. Maybe we'll, we'll put it on that. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of when I started noticing that things were not, not not normal so so i want to
0: ask you right here at this moment if you don't mind yeah you're about 11 12 years old mm-hmm. right um you've moved around a lot right here yeah and and i would imagine at that point kids are pretty good at making friends pretty quick did you <laughs> not me right because <laughs> you were you were kind of quieter right
1: that's a good point yeah no
0: so <laughs> no, so did you you really your your parents were everything to you i mean you like when you moved in the house the way you talked about it, it was like. I've got it, you know, like I've got my family, I've got my, I've got everything I want right now, everything I need kind of a thing.
1: So making friends was a little bit easier for me when I was in elementary school, you know, and I'd spend the whole day with the same people, but outside of school, I had a really hard time making friends. Um, like to the point, this is embarrassing, but my mom used to like walk me up to people's houses and be like, hi, I saw a little girl playing in your front yard. Do you want to be friends? Like like would go make friends for me because I was so shy that I just could not. Could so not
0: do it. So as you're as you're starting to see a little bit of distance, if you will, in your in your family, mm-hmm. did it feel? Did you start to feel alone at this point in your life? Were you were were you worried about that at all? In the sense of like, wow, what, who am I? Kind of a thing. What's going to happen?
1: I don't think so. Not, not yet. yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that right now and at that point, I was still like. Confused okay. mostly. I hadn't okay. started like really processing things um to the extent, well, you know. You... Nothing had happened that was significant enough, and I was so. What's crazy you got is that. Actually... <laughs> that me mean... So <laughs> but... like, as weird as that was. Well, and the thing is that when we moved back, um so you know, we moved to the nice house and then to the apartment. When we moved back to the apartment, I actually went back to my old school. Oh, okay. So, so I had some knew friends. some people. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I actually didn't end up being friends with like the same kids that I was okay. friends with. But okay. I at least had like a foundation, yeah. and it wasn't as like
0: comfort level yes yep. yeah so totally. it wasn't
1: too much of a of a transition as far as like it, it well it was it was crazy but as far as like friends go i didn't have too much of a problem with it yet your world the <laughs> world
0: hadn't changed too much completely like there was some mm-hmm. comfortability and some structure there because you walk into a school that's brand new and you feel unstable yes. but when you walk into a school that you already know even just the building itself right. there's, there's familiar familiarity I just totally said that. <laughs> one. Anyway, we're gonna move on from that word, and and it allows you to feel safer. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay.
1: So I think at that point I hadn't really felt okay. anything like that yet. Okay. However, <laughs> uh, that was just like the beginning. So, sure. um, everything. So, uh, <laughs> the big thing happened. Yeah. Um, when I was 12, so it was just after my 12th birthday, and, you know, at this point, my. I was um, going over to my dad's house like pretty, pretty much regularly every other weekend, spending the weekends with him um, and, and my family over there. And I happened to be over at his house um, for the weekend. And I just got my first cell phone, <laughs> and I had it. You know, it was a track phone. You made it <laughs> twelve years old yes. with my track phone. I have yes. thirty prepaid minutes. Yes, you know,
0: <laughs> but don't send texts. They cost ten cents a text. Right? I had to learn that the hard way. Yes, I think
1: most of us did. <laughs> when I texted my friend that was in the back seat, hi. Yeah, <laughs> and it didn't go well. Don't text me. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, I was just so excited. You know. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, I had my phone charging right by my bed. You know, because. What, if, what if I miss something? Yeah, right. <laughs> so what the if world, someone actually calls?
0: The world's going to move on without me. <laughs>
1: right. Um, and it was like seven, I, I feel like it was like seven thirty, eight o'clock. Like I was definitely still sleeping and my phone started ringing and um, woke me up and it was my grandma. And you know, that feeling when someone calls you that doesn't normally call you at a weird time and you're like, hmm. something's wrong. Yeah. So I had that feeling. Uh. Um, it was like just a heart sinking feeling. Even as a 12 year old,
0: it's your own grandma. Yeah. But it was so out of the norm it like was so strange like
1: yeah. i i mean yeah i don't know the last time my grandma called me at eight in the morning you know yeah. it was like i just knew and so i answered mm-hmm. and i um and she immediately was like where's your sister and my sister at this point she was four mm-hmm. like three maybe three three yeah. or four um and i was like well i don't know i am at my dad's i have no idea where she is yeah. and she uh she was like well i have to go find her I have to go. I have to hang up. She was in a hurry to get off the phone. And I was like, well, what's going on? You know, confused, scared, because yeah. clearly something was wrong. My sister's missing. And and she was like, she said to me, your mom's in the hospital and Louie's in jail. <laughs> and and that's it. And then she she had to go. She had to go find my sister.
0: That's all you got. That
1: was oh. it. <laughs>
0: oh.
1: um, and so immediately, yeah, I, I mean, I honestly don't remember I, too well. I feel like it gets a little blurry at this point because I... I don't know. I imagine I went upstairs, told my parents, my, my dad and my stepmom that, you know, what was what I knew. Yeah. But I do remember trying to like piece the puzzle together in yeah. my head. Like, well, what could have happened? Yeah. You know, how could my mom be in the hospital? Why would my stepdad be in jail? Like, and there are only a, a handful of ways that that plays out, you know, and it's either my mom was attacked and my stepdad had to protect her or my stepdad attacked her. And based on like what I had seen recently with his mood swings and just the strange stuff going on. I, I knew, but as a 12 year old, I also didn't want to know. Yeah. So I feel like I kind of tried to not go into it yeah. too deeply. Right. Ah. So until I knew for sure, I was like, well, it might not be that, yeah. you know, maybe it's something else.
0: Well, you just, you don't, that's a, that's a space that a young 12 year old doesn't understand if in, and, and you, we talked before we started recording and you were saying, that you never saw your parents actually fight. No. Right?
1: Mm-mm. Like not
0: even verbally would they fight really in front of you. I mean, I'm sure no. they had their arguments, right? Like we all do.
1: Yeah. But now trying to think of it, I don't know if I ever saw them fight. They were always very affectionate. Yeah. Um, they were like a very like touchy couple, very yeah. like lovey, write notes to each other. Like I saw a lot of love. Yeah. I honestly don't think I saw very much abuse. I saw signs of abuse, mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't see anything happen with my own eyes or and like even down to arguments, I really can't remember any. And that might just be because that was a long time ago when I was a kid, but nothing significant at yeah, least, you yeah. know?
0: So, so to go to that space as a 12 year old kid without knowing for sure, mm-hmm. it's kind of something that I don't think a young mind really wants to. Right. You, you can't brave that without experience. Right. Yeah. And uh, as adults, I think we can process those things a little easier because we can take the emotion out of it. But as a 12 year old, I don't think you can take the emotion out of those thoughts. Mm-hmm. And that's a scary thing.
1: Yeah, it was, um, it was. And, And the thing is that like, there are a few, (laughs) there are moments within my story where I had like these moments where I was like, oh, this is bad, you know? And, and that's kind of how I think as a kid, I processed things. Like I would deny them until it got to the point where I couldn't anymore. You had
0: to. Yeah. It forced you to like, hey, you gotta, you gotta look at this Mm -hmm. for a second. It's, it's ugly and it's right in front of your face. You gotta look, right? Yeah. Oh, that's tough. Okay. Keep going.
1: (laughs) I honestly don't remember how I came to find out what actually happened. Um, it, it seems really fuzzy in sure, that area sure but eventually it was confirmed that he did horrifically beat my mother yeah like and left her almost killed her uh, and um and my sister my missing sister she was across the street so this what came to happen was that here's my understanding of the story is that they had left to go get donuts and um and they were driving down the street and he just turned into the church parking lot unexpectedly and just Went to town on her. Oh my gosh! And um, and from my understanding, she would be, she would be dead if the... a a dad and a son saw what was happening, and came out and asked if she needed help, and ended up calling nine one one. And I truly think she would be dead otherwise.
0: Yeah. Man, that's um, miraculous. Oh, that's sad. But but thank goodness those people saw. Yeah. Go back to your sister real quick. So mm-hmm. your younger sister was across the street from where you lived. Like they dropped mm-hmm. her off at the neighbor's house or.
1: Yeah. So she had a friend that okay. lived across the street. Okay. They were like little girls that to played together. Yeah, so yeah. that wasn't totally. Other than the time, <laughs> that's the one thing that I can't. I'm not sure why she was over there so early. Sure. Um. Unless it was you know intentional. Sure.
0: Like, like I need you. Can you watch her? Yeah. We're, we've got to go somewhere real quick. Mm-hmm. I got gotcha. you. Interesting.
1: So. And what's, so after I kind of found out what happened, my grandpa actually came to get me and took me to pick up some clothes because it was clear that I was going to be staying with my dad. Mm. And it wasn't like right away that they had said indefinitely. (laughs) Like I had no idea how long I was going to be away from home, from anything, you know?
0: So was this, was this your, your mom, Corey, was this her dad? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So he came and got you and you get, went to get clothes for you, Mm -hmm. took you to your real father's home.
1: Yeah. So I was, he came and got me from my biological dad's house. took me to my mom's house where my clothes were. Oh, gotcha. And, um, and it was crazy at the house. Honestly, it was eerie. Was it, it was like, you could tell that they had left without planning on not coming back. Like there was like a pizza box out on the counter from the night before. And there was like coffee on the table from the morning, you know, just like remnants of life that clearly hadn't intentionally been left there. Mm. It was just like someone had yanked us out of our house and thrown us off to the wolves. It yeah. was crazy. Ugh. And so I, I just like grabbed a duffel bag from my mom's closet and just threw all of my clothes in there. Cause I mm. had no idea how long I was going to be gone for.
0: So, so was there any plan to go see
1: your mom? No, <clears throat> not in the hospital. Um, I didn't see her in the hospital. I did see her when she got out. Yeah. How long was that? I don't know. I honestly am not sure because it was serious. Um, she was in there for a while and it's strange because looking back, I feel like all of this happened in the course of like a few weeks. Yeah. But when I like think about the time frame and where I was at certain points, it was over the course of like several months. Okay. So it's like, no everything kidding. feels really condensed. Yeah. And I think it's just because I was also a kid yeah. and I was, you know, it was summer and like, there was other stuff going on that just like, so like, it's not like I remember, I don't remember every day, yeah. you know? And yep. so I can't, I honestly, I'm not sure how long it was before she was released, but my experience going to see her at my grandparents' house was, it's honestly probably one of my worst memories. No <laughs> Tell me why. So she, so first of all my grandparents house was probably built maybe early 70s mm-hmm. and it's never been touched yeah. like it's exactly as it was <laughs> when it was built uh-huh. um maybe with like the exception of like a bathroom you know uh-huh. um but their basement is really scary okay. <laughs> and it's always okay. been really freaky and yeah. it's, you know it's my grandparents basement so yeah long stairway down to the bottom and then there's like this long hallway yeah and creepy at the end of the hallway there's a mirror and and like the carpet, I don't know why this is important, but I feel like to set the vision, the carpet is like a dark orange shag. Yes. And it's just like carpet. creepy and yeah. it's like eerie. And as a kid, I spent a lot of time at my grandparents' house because that was who would watch me during the day when my mom worked as a yeah. single mom. Yep. um, She would drop me off with my grandma before work. And then my grandma would take me to school and my grandma would pick me up and I'd go back to my grandma's house until my mom got off work. So I spent a lot of time there, but I wasn't allowed in those like rooms at the very end of the basement hall because like, why oh, would I, you yeah. know, like it was like storage. Uh-huh. Yep. And like, why would you, why would you have a kid playing in those creepy but it, rooms in the storage yes, room? You it, know? The
0: kid's mind plays with you in a basement, right? Right. Ooh. And so that's scary. Yeah. I was just like. And, and to look at yourself in a mirror walking down a just a, it's a dark hallway. hallway. Like, oh. yeah. The shag carpet really eerie. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a
1: scary movie um, in the making. Yeah. And so that's where my mom was like in one of those back rooms okay. like that I was not allowed to go in and. It was just like this creepy feeling of like walking down. My stepmom is actually the one that took me to see her, so it was just me and my stepmom, and we were walking down this long hall, and then we turned into the the room, and it was a horrific sight. I, mm. it was like, first of all, it was candlelit. I'm like Ooh, it was like, like a dark. dark. Setting, yeah. Um, and it was. I'm sure it was because of her. You know, yeah. she was really, really, really in rough shape. Mm um you would have never recognized her okay. had no idea like she her face was just swollen her Man. eyes were like you know closed she was wheezing because he had um
0: punctured a punctured
1: a lung yeah. broken a few ribs punctured a lung and um she aspirated so ah. she had to have lung surgery um so it was like this wheezing breathing sensation <laughs> it was so creepy and um on top of that like you know several broken you know broken face Man. like just so swollen and her hair was just in This terrible knot on top of her head, like uh, it was, it, it's one of my worst memories. No, it really is. no one
0: had touched her hair at the hospital, huh?
1: Well, and so they worked, my grandpa worked hard trying to brush that out, yeah. never could. Oh, no they kidding. cut it off. Oh, no kidding. So,
0: oh, that's that's scary. That just means what she went through, right? Holy cow,
1: yeah. Um, so yeah, she had to cut all her hair off, wore a bandana for a long time. Um yeah so that was like the first time i saw her and like i couldn't you know i gave her a hug kind of like a delicate like my
0: mom were you scared i was so yeah. scared yeah that's a, that's a lot for a kid's mind to process
1: it was scary yeah. <laughs> and like and that was one of those moments that i was talking about where it's like i knew it was bad you know um because up until that point i hadn't hmm. you know i hadn't really gotten a lot of details like obviously they're not i'm a kid yeah. <laughs> you know so that was a an awakening moment for me where it was like oh like this is serious this is serious um how were her, how were
0: Corey's parents treating her at that time were they very like were they very loving and kind and caring for her or were they did it seem like there were there were there was some frustration there or do you remember i don't
1: think there was i don't remember too much yeah. i don't think the frustration was there yet yeah um i think that came a little bit later after she was healed a little bit more okay, okay. um because i so she was staying there and i was staying with my dad so mm-hmm. i would go um, and see her sometimes. And it took a long time for her to start looking normal again. Mm. Like even after she, the swelling went down and she could walk and stuff, she still had like, I remember like the whites of her eyes were just completely red. Mm. Like it was just, I felt like she wasn't my mom, no kidding. you know, like it was just, it was really bad,
0: man. So you felt a loss already in those moments, like felt, something, yeah. something disconnected, right? Yeah.
1: Mm. I felt that pretty, pretty shortly after everything yeah. happened that that was that she changed
0: yeah
1: and um and she definitely did she did change um what seems like shortly i don't know because my idea of time is still warped in this instance it's
0: hard to look back at years later
1: but shortly enough after they told me she was moving out um and i know now that they essentially kicked her out you know they asked her they asked her to leave so um i wasn't i i don't know it was And after she moved out, it was kind of inconsistent. You know, I didn't see her often or talk to her very much. So so they kicked her out. She went, but you stayed. So I stayed with my dad. Okay. So you went back to dad's house. Yeah. So this whole time I was living with my dad. Yeah. Uh, I was pretty much fully living there at this point.
0: And and you're to this point in your life, you've been with your mom the whole time. Mm -hmm. And so like, what the heck is a 12 year old? You're like, where's mom
1: it was a rough transition um for a few reasons i like you know i didn't even have my own room at my dad's house yeah. so i went from like well i started as an only child yeah. you know and now all of a sudden i not only do i have three brothers i have a brother and two sisters i share a room with one of them yeah. and so it was like a and i was going through like major emotional stuff yeah. and so it was a hard time for me and i was <laughs> i'm sure i was a little bit difficult to deal with i remember one time i got in a fight with my sister <laughs> something stupid i don't remember <laughs> what it was but i threw a shoe at her and who throws I, a shoe right? I, I totally threw a shoe yeah. and i think that my my dad and my stepmom might have thought that i was like on breaking point like yeah. they thought that that was like i was gonna become like this crazy aggressive like yeah. um scary person i don't know but they ended up actually this is my dad and my stepmom i'm so thankful for them yeah because they really were what changed i mean this story could be so much worse if it wasn't for them because they were they were great. They took me in immediately, did sure, everything they could to make me feel comfortable. Yeah. They built me a room.
0: Yeah. They, oh, they did? They did. Oh, how cool is that? Yeah.
1: So it came a little bit later after we were more certain that I was going to be there long sure, term. Sure, sure. But there was like a really long living room on the other end of our basement, and my dad put up a wall so oh, that I could cool. have like half of the living room yeah. as my Privacy. bedroom. Privacy. Yes. Mean,
0: like you deserve that space, right? So you felt loved. Yes. Yes. Good.
1: Yeah, and that's... And, and, and Okay, but tell me, like...
0: Where's your mom at this point? Right,
1: and I didn't know, and it was like, it got to the point where I wouldn't hear anything about her or from her. Um, she had a cell phone, but and I had my cell phone, you know, yeah. as a twelve year old. That's, That's right. right, my first phone. <laughs> um, so I like would call her consistently, and she hardly ever answered. Like okay. maybe sometimes, or she would send me a text, like "Hey, I love you," but it was pretty inconsistent. Um,
0: mm. and did you did you ever have the chance that you remember to say, "Where are you?" Like. Yeah. yeah,
1: like I I would ask her, but I wouldn't at least from what I can remember, I would ask questions like that, but I wouldn't really get great answers.
0: Yeah, okay. Okay. Um but you felt safe? You've got your own room.
1: I felt i not yet. I oh, came okay, later. Okay, that did okay. come a little bit later, But I oh, felt I, your own I felt right, like at least I wasn't not safe, but I definitely felt like the situation with my mom was was um declining. And, uh,
0: Probably not going to be repaired anytime soon. Yeah. You like felt it felt that. like it was getting
1: worse and like yeah. it was getting harder to get a hold of her. I got and you. it was almost like I had an intuition or something that it was going to become impossible someday. Yeah. Because I was almost obsessively calling her.
0: No kidding. But I think oh. it's
1: because she wasn't answering, you know? And and at one point, so this is the last time I actually remember seeing her before, um, before a time apart. And it was... <laughs> I don't know if I had already started school. So that's a whole nother thing. I started junior high that year,
0: Ooh, which is like, crazy <laughs> cause, yeah, that was huge change,
1: so it? bad. Yeah. And, I, and I've already established I'm a shy girl. Yeah. I don't make friends well. And like, like I said, in elementary, it was okay because we spend the whole day together, like with the same people, same, the same class. Kids. You
0: don't switch around. Yeah. Right,
1: right? Junior high was rough. Yeah. I started, I hadn't, I knew nobody because I had moved in with my dad. Mm. So I didn't go to the same school that a lot of the kids that I went to elementary with went to. So I, that was the loneliest time of my life. Uh, because that's when I was, like, I was eating lunch by myself. And I remember telling myself, oh. it's okay, Haley. You don't go to school for friends. You go to school to learn. It's okay. You're like, going to be the smartest. <laughs> like, you're fine. Yeah. I'm like, this is fine. Oh, Everything's good. Um,
0: and, and not only that, but as a, as a young woman, I mean, let's not talk about the obvious here. But you kind of got to say, like, you're going through some major things with your body, too, right? Yeah. Like, so crazy stuff.
1: And it's, like, a time where you want your mom. Yeah. You know? So that was, and I had my stepmom. And I, like I said, I don't want to discredit her at all because she was fabulous. And sure. she, Like I do view her as like a mother figure because of what we went through and I'll get into that more, but she like really did just take me in.
0: She stepped up. She did. She showed up for you, which is phenomenal, but you still, no matter what Mm -hmm. you personally, you're still going to feel that disconnect from what you've always had. Right. The norm. Right.
1: Yeah. And it, yeah, it's no one can really replace your mom. You know, that's your mother. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, but anyway, back to my, uh,
0: Junior high days—you're you're getting started there. <laughs> oh, your room, your room is coming. I mean, like, okay, there's there's some good things happen, but you're like, it's crazy.
1: Yeah. So the last time I remember actually seeing my mom, I was over. Like, they—my grandma had called me and was like, "Oh, come come over because she's coming over, so we can kind of all see each other." And so I went over. And was it there was some hope there? A, a little bit. It was, was. It, more like, it was, oh. but it felt weird. And I think I was picking up on some weird vibes from my grandma. I gotcha.
0: She wasn't really positive why she was asking you to come. Yeah. Mm. It
1: wasn't like. It just didn't feel like a good thing, even though it sounded like a good thing.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm with you.
1: Yeah. So I went over, and it was it was awkward, Mm -hmm. and um, we played Candyland, (laughs) because you know, and and then she left, and like I just remember like looking out the window and watching her walk away, and like just walk off. Like I don't know where she went.
0: You played Candyland, and then she was gone.
1: And she left. Yeah. And that's that's the last time, at least in my memory, that's the last time that I remember seeing her for seven years.
0: No, I'm not kidding. So... What did she say to you before she walked away?
1: I don't even remember.
0: Hmm.
1: I don't remember. I, I'm sure she told me she loved me because she was always very, very loving. Mm-hmm. Um, very affectionate. Yeah. And I know that that's not like what she wanted to do. Yeah. And it's been interesting as an adult hearing her side of the story. Because it's very different. And it puts things into perspective. And I do think she probably did what was best yeah. for, for me at the time. Because having her in and out of my life like that was worse, mm-hmm. to be honest. And I hear stories about people, other kids who have gone through similar things, where their parents are in and out. And I felt grateful that my mom didn't do that to me. Because she didn't, you know, as hard as it was to lose her and go through that time without her, at least I wasn't being strung along on this crazy journey of hers where I don't know where she is or if she's safe, you know, she never, she cut the ties cleanly. And as hard as that is to understand, I think that that was probably what was best.
0: It it took away some chaos and gave you some stability Mm -hmm. in a way you, you want to look at that and say, that seems like the less selfish option for, I I've, i've met cory and she has a good heart and and i and i've heard her tell her side of the story and again if you go back and listen to that episode but but for you i'm I, we're talking about you today
1: yeah
0: um i that's that to i i can't understand that i can imagine how that must have felt but um wow like that's to and go yeah, through I, all that at such a young age
1: yeah that's well and that's what's crazy is that and then it's extended it just went on you know and like I, that's not the last time I tried calling her or, you know, like tried to contact her. And I don't know, there was another, there was a, yeah, there was a couple of other times, but I think that was before because that's like the last time I remember seeing her was that, that day. And then.
0: What did grandpa, what did grandpa and grandma say to you? Did they, was there any closure on that? Like you're not going to see your mom for a while?
1: No, I don't think any of us really knew. Okay. Um, that, that, that it was going to be like that. Um, except for maybe her. Yeah. You know, I think she knew, but, um, if they did know, they didn't give me any indication that that was what they thought Yeah. until there was a point where she had signed over her rights to us. Um, my sister moving in with my grandparents and me moving in with my dad and they made sure to tell me about that. They did tell me that, that it was official that she had signed over her rights and, but I still didn't even, you know, I don't, I don't think I knew when she walked away, even that that was the last time I was going to see her. You know, I don't think I ever really knew that
0: yeah and did did that even make sense to you when they said she signed over the rights like did that not even, that much yeah what does that, mean that didn't matter too much to me yeah, like I was just mom. kind of
1: like okay well yeah right it's cool. so when are we gonna play candy land again? it doesn't just, change anything yeah. on my end like yeah. I, I could really care less <laughs> yeah. I'm still my mom yeah um so yeah that was and and
0: uh yeah and that was because I didn't hear
1: from her um until I was about 16 mm. and so that's like the next I started getting letters Um, I mean, we're talking
0: like four years. Yeah. Yeah. So um,
1: four years. Um, and during that time, you know, I did find friends. (laughs) Thank goodness. (laughs) I did actually meet some people Yes. and, uh, I was fine. Honestly, I, it was, it came in, in waves. Um, sometimes I would just, you know, be doing fine. And then all of a sudden I would have this thought like, oh, my mom is out there somewhere. Like she's not here. My mom's not here. And it would just pull me down, you know? And
0: did you feel like you belonged?
1: I have all, you know, I think, yeah, I, I'd never really had any problems with like my, honestly, I had a great family. Yeah. And so you I felt loved. Felt loved. Felt I like, did.
0: Okay. You felt like you had a place. Yeah. What was the feeling? Was it
1: abandoned? Yeah. By my mom. Um, yeah, you know, and it was, it was, a. it felt like she chose to do it, you know, like, like she, uh, I actually had a friend who's. My parent passed away and during the time and I I hate saying this but I felt like I almost wished my mom was dead instead because then it wouldn't feel so much like she was choosing to not be with me
0: and I would imagine I would guess um that hey, we the, it, like in these moments where you start to feel that way it probably became something of what's wrong with me is that was that real for you
1: you know, honestly, I don't I don't think I ever took it that personally. Okay, that's good. I don't think I did. Um I t- I was more kind of angry. Like yeah. like why are you choosing to not be here? You right. know, like what are you doing? What could you possibly be doing that's like more important than being here? Yeah. But I don't think I ever like really let it hurt myself, you like let my it self-esteem. You. Yeah.
0: That's good. And I and I would probably I would probably say that's due to the fact that you felt that you were in a in a safe place with a loving environment yeah but... and
1: I had it like I said I had a great relationship with my dad for my entire life yeah so I had a good foundation with him so luckily I had I had that to fall back on and I do think that that's a lot of it because if without that I don't know what would have stabilized me yeah you know
0: yeah but anger was a real thing and, and where are you right. right where are you
1: and 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 there was times like it, it would hit me in the craziest times like I would be at a friend's house and I'd hear her say Hey mom, and I'd just be like, oh. like right. I haven't called anyone mom in right. years, and it was like, it would just come over me like a wave. Where's my mom? Yeah,
0: mm. I'm sorry. That's a lot. It,
1: it was it was a it was a strange time, and um, you know, as a teenager, you're kind of hormonal and um, <laughs> no way, <laughs> you know, a little emotional anyway, and um, so there were times where it would just it was it was pretty like emotional like just where I would think about her and like I don't know just have it it got to the point where it almost felt like I was living like I had two lives like I had like a past life and a current life and they were not at all related like I just felt like my life changed so much so quickly that it felt like it wasn't even my life like Mm. thinking back to my childhood with my mom felt like a a weird dream because it was so different than what I was living now
0: far away yeah yeah
1: yeah and uh
0: but then you'd have those flashes and it would kind of put you back there. And yeah, just,
1: ugh. it would. And, you know, even when I was a kid, I had some crazy attachment issues with my mom. Like I didn't mention it earlier, but I had a hard time sleeping over at my dad's house even like because I would miss my mom. Yeah. And so like even at my house, like sometimes I'd wake up in the middle of the night and feel like panicked, like, where's my mom? And I'd have yep. to get up and go look at her yep. like, okay, she's here. Like I had, I was obsessed with my mom. Yeah. And I mean, how could you not be as the no. only child of a single mom, yep. you know? And so, and let's be real,
0: mothers. There's something about the way a mother loves their child that is special. Yeah. Yep.
1: And so, I, uh, yeah, there would just be times where I would just feel that loss, like heavy. Mm. Um, and sometimes even like with my own siblings, I'd get jealous, you know, because they have their mom. Yeah. And she's acting as my mom.
0: Anytime you see that mother family, oh, that's tough. Yeah. That's tough.
1: Yeah, it was, it was a hard time. Um and so when i started getting these letters from my mom i i was still mad yeah you know i still had anger i was i don't think i was ready it
0: was hard to read them. Yeah, yeah, it was.
1: And so the first one, so me and my mom will debate about this because I, <laughs> we say there's different. She says that there was one before this, but the first letter that I remember was like a Christmas card mm-hmm. and um, it had her address on it. And I was like, oh my, I know where she lives. Yeah, I can drive now. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to come snowball your house. But I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I honestly, my dad, I love him. He's not the most like connected with his emotions guy. You know, like I've talking no to him way. about this stuff and he'd be like, what's the big deal? Like, just, go, just call her, Like, just go see her. Like, okay, dad. Sure. Um, but he would never, so he would never ever be like, don't call her like, yeah. or well, he never made it a big deal. It yeah. was just like, Oh, your mom gave me this to give to you. Like you. Yeah. So my mom would leave. I think the first one was in my car window, Yeah. but she would also give him letters to give to me. And I don't know how he got them. Honestly. I don't so know. So She
0: would drive past and like put them in your car.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Interesting. So that was the first one I got was from uh at least the first one that I remember accepting was from yeah from the window of my yeah. car. And uh so I didn't I talked to my grandma. I um I asked her what like I was like my mom left this on my car and she wanted me to throw it away. She was like, just throw it away. Her own mom. Yeah, this is her stepmom. Oh, okay. Um, which I don't think I mentioned, but yeah, so this is another step in my family here. <laughs> Lots of steps. Sorry sorry, I hope you can all keep up here. Um, no, that's good. That's but good. uh so this is her stepmom. Um And, but it's the same grandma that I grew up with. So you
0: did mention that. Yep. yep. So,
1: um, she, she wanted me to throw it away and I, I, I don't think I did, but I tore off her address so that if I did throw it away, I would have that. I'm pretty sure I still have the card though, but.
0: But I have to imagine though, that you, you go out to your car and there's a letter on the car. Yeah. But where the heck is your mom? (laughs) Right. Were you you in your mind? Like, what the heck is this?
1: Yeah. I I I think that's why I was still like. Well, and that's, well, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, like, maybe my mom is right, maybe there was a letter before that, because <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't remember, I don't think I went, drove past her house on the first letter.
0: Okay, but you did actually go. But I go. did do it. Okay, I got
1: you. Um, and it took a while. I yeah. didn't do it, like, right away. Oh, yeah. Um,
0: that would be a nervous thing for the you. crazy
1: thing is, she probably lived, like, seven minutes from my house. Not far. Not far at no, all. No kidding. I lived in, yeah, I lived in Taylorsville, she lived yeah. in Kearns. And was that,
0: <laughs> was that? as you come to put these pieces together, was it even more frustrating for you? Uh,
1: like, where Yes. Are yeah, it was, but the the most frustrating. So, she would write me letters and give me kind of updates about her life. Like, um, so she had mentioned in a letter that she was remarried, or um, and that she had like stepkids, and that really really upset me. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, I get, you know, and looking back, I think that it helped in the long run. But I think that in that time, I wasn't in the place where I could accept that the way that I, that she intended or that she wanted me to, at least from what I, I, I assume she was going for. You
0: can't. As a 16
1: year old kid, you can't. I was mad. I was upset that she was forming a new family when me and my sister were still estranged. You know, we were still not a family. And I felt like she was like finding replacement family for, for us.
0: Yeah. And, and probably hearing tones of love for them in the letters. Right. And you're I can only imagine just the the anger and resentment that you you feel in your heart. Like, what the
1: heck? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it it it, it upset me. And and I th- and that's I just wasn't ready to reform a relationship. I really had no interest in it at yeah. that point. Yep. I was just kind of I was mad. I was doing fine without her. Like you, I was you kind had of to protect. <laughs>
0: you had to protect yourself. Yeah. Right. You had your emotions are very real and you've got to, you've got to set boundaries for yourself and, and protect your own self. Cause if not, you kind of go into a self-destruct mode. You got to find something to numb that pain. That's a, that's a pain. I don't, that, yeah. I mean, that's, that's heavy. Right.
1: Right. And I, I kind of use school as an excuse, you know, like, I'm like, I'm, I'll deal with this. Like when I'm out of school, like yeah. I just wasn't, I wasn't ready to deal yeah. with that. Yeah. And, um, but now like looking back at the letters, you know, later on, I think they really did help. Yeah. Um,
0: cause it, it, it let me guess, it helped you understand that like she could have, stability Mm -hmm. in her life
1: that's right right yeah so when we did reunite it was like a reinforcement yeah um to what she was telling me and the people that i was meeting because you know i did end up meeting her husband and her stepkids and and people that i now consider my family like which is crazy and we'll we'll get there but um like the letters from years ago helped like reinforce her story that day yeah yeah Um, it's I mean,
0: it almost, it, it almost prepared in a way, even though you had to kind of keep yourself safe from feeling some of the emotions, the anger that you were feeling, mm-hmm. they they still did something to you subconsciously where it was like, it's okay. Yeah. This is still that mom mm-hmm. that you long for that you never won't long for.
1: Right. And
0: it, it, it allowed that connection. Once the door finally opened, it allowed you to be able to move forward and say, okay, let's do this.
1: Yeah. It definitely helped. Yeah. It, it did. Yeah. Um, so I'm thankful that she wrote those letters, even yeah. though when I was 17 and reading them, I did not accept them greatly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, she, shoot, yeah.
0: shoot, what, what do you accept greatly when you're 17? I mean, you, you Christmas, you unwrap presents and you're excited, but then you turn to your parents, you go, Hey, where's that one present I asked for? Right? <laughs> so, right. like, this un- is the wrong one. <laughs> <We're>... <laughs> I That's wanted right. the white. That's right. Oh, is it was such, there's such ungrateful people when we're young. We it don't is. Get it. It's yeah. crazy. You yeah. Grow up a lot. Yeah, it's true. <laughs>
1: uh, so, so but, the reunion did happen. You know, actually first I have one more. Yeah. You know, I did see her once in public. Like we ran into each other. No kidding. Yeah, and it was at a store, like a clothing store. And I was with my stepmom and my stepsister and um and she was actually with my so <laughs> here, here's another step. Um so my current stepdad's mm-hmm. mom and brother. And we ran into each other um at the store and I like, made eye contact with her from across the room and I panicked. Oh. And I ran into the dressing room. And I like hid in there until um, I felt like it was safe to come out. And you knew
0: she saw you too.
1: Yeah, we saw each other for sure. And I I came out and she was gone. Um, but the people that she was with were still there. Mm. And we actually ended up, so we got in line to like check out. And I was like having a full blown meltdown. I wasn't good, but we were leaving. Um, and we just were like buying what we had and we we're going. And they got in line behind us. No and they kidding. started talking about her. Like they were like, where's Corinne? Where'd she go?
0: Oh, they didn't know you.
1: No, she didn't they had you. no idea who I was.
0: So she saw you, she recognized you and she could She
1: must've taken my cue
0: Yeah, that
1: I left and she respected that. Yeah, And that's one thing about her. She's always been very respectful
0: yeah.
1: of my, my comfort levels. Your boundaries. Mm-hmm. And yep. that's probably why she never showed up. Yeah. You know what? My dad's house never tried to call. She just stuck with the letters until I, I made the decision. Yeah. Um
0: hmm, that's interesting.
1: And then I went home and I told my dad about it and I was crying and it was a mess. And I was like, Dad, I saw my mom at the store yeah. and he was like, Why are you crying? I was like, Thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> like, there he is again. Hey, you
0: know, I've learned the answer to that question for a man and <laughs> a daughter is just better it's better left unsaid. Yeah. You just go I'm so sorry.
1: Yeah, what I was. <laughs> I don't know what for. Well, Dad, but why do you think I'm, why do you think I'm crying? Yeah, because like, I haven't seen her in years. Bring it and give me a hug. And Am I did. Yeah, <laughs> like right. I don't even know if that was the right <laughs> thing to do, that's but right. it was just my instinct. Yeah. So that was kind of crazy, but um, so that was an unofficial reunion, but
0: man, that's tough though. <laughs> it is. It
1: Ugh. was. It was a. And like I said, I really, like, questioned myself afterwards. Like, should I have done that? Like, that was my opportunity. Oh, for sure.
0: You're going to have some regrets about that moment, right? Because you're young, you panicked, and you fled. Yes. Instead of going to. And you probably desperately, like, thought about that moment so many times. I I did, yeah. Why did I run away from? Why didn't I go towards? And just say hi. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. Ah, Yeah. That's hard. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, but, so the actual reunion came about when I was... I was right before my 19th birthday, um, my biological grandma. So my mom's mom was sick and she had been sick for a long time. Uh, I haven't mentioned her yet in this in this yeah. uh, story, yeah. but she was a big part of my life too. Um, I actually lived with her for a while. Me and my mom did when I was a kid. Okay. And then I she was always just super involved. Like I would spend nights, like weekends at her house, you know, like I would have sleepovers. Kind of babysit
0: and stuff when needed. Yeah. Yeah. Like
1: what, watch Animal Planet, play Uno, you know, like (laughs) we had our, she was definitely a huge part of my life. She was engaged
0: with you. She cared. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So she, she was sick and the day came where my dad told me you have to go see your grandma, Yeah. you know? Um, and they worked out this whole elaborate scheme for me to go see her. And it was like, My dad was going to call my uncle. My uncle was going to tell my mom, and my mom was going to leave. And then when I left, my mom was going to come back. It was just like, it felt so forced. Yeah. And it felt so wrong. Yeah. And I honestly don't 100% know what came over me and why I thought this. But in that moment, I was like, no, like she can stay. Like I, she doesn't need to leave. You know, it was partially like her mom is dying. Yeah. Like that's, I, can't ask her to leave for that yeah. you know yeah. and so
0: did you were you the one that said hey I'm gonna go just tell her to stay
1: yeah good for yeah you. it was me and it was crazy because it was not planned at all yeah. like that morning I woke up with no intentions of reuniting with my mom no that idea. day no no, no clue yeah. uh, and it just I like I said I really don't even know what it was it was just like a, a feeling I had but I was like nope this is it I like cared. this is the moment
0: you cared yeah yeah you absolutely did
1: yeah and it was it was her mom. Yeah, and you right. just
0: wanted your mom. Yeah. Right. I mean, like you got that. That's really special. Right. Not easy.
1: No, and it wasn't. And it wasn't. And so I drove. I like, got ready and I drove to the hospital. And the whole time I was driving there, I remember thinking, like, what am I gonna call her? Like, I know that's such a silly thought, right? but like, I'm not gonna go in there and be like, "Hi, mom." Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. High five, mom. <laughs> right. Yeah. And like, I'm not gonna call her Corey. Yeah. And so I was just like, how do I address this woman that I have such a complex relationship with, you know. Hey, hey, you. Hey Hey there. Hey. That's kind of my go to. Hi. Hey, you. Point. Point wave. Uh, So I out of all the things that I was like worried about, that was like top of the tier. Like I was like, what am I gonna say? But that didn't matter. (laughs) It (laughs) didn't. Um and when I got to the hospital, it was like, so my uncle came down to meet me in the parking lot and like take me up to the hospital room. And I remember the walk up there was like awkward. Yeah. And I didn't I wasn't expecting that because yeah. I felt like there were so many things that we could have said to each other during that time that would have been like, like, I don't know, there's a lot going on. Like, yeah. you know, so yeah. we got a grandma dying and, grandma. We got, yeah, yeah. and we got, yeah, we got a reunite, we were reuniting. And so I just felt like there was a lot of things that could have been said and it, it was quiet. So
0: he didn't say much to you either.
1: No. And I, I found out later that he had some, uh, from what I understand, he had some like hard, kind of harsh feelings about us reuniting at that moment. Like almost like we were taking away from what the focus should be, which is. You know, grandma. Um, but I couldn't have thought. I think that that moment was the most, you know, outside of me and my mom. I think that my grandma was like most affected by this, and I think that she was our biggest advocate. I was gonna say all she wanted
0: was our reunion. I was gonna say, and I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking, holy cow, your grandma probably like willed this to happen, right? (laughs) Right. You know what I'm saying? She was like
1: trying, you know, for a while before that, she had. She wasn't trying, she wasn't like trying to convince me to reunite with my mom, but she had definitely made it clear that she was in favor of that. Yes,
0: like those, you know, those sometimes they say like what we think kind of comes to pass and I have to, I have to say, I think that your grandma probably sent a lot of those messages up in the universe, if you will. Please I'm so, so
1: glad that she got to see it. Yeah. She was, when I got there, she was still like lucid. Yeah. She, um, very shortly after became disoriented yeah. and, um, but when I got there, she was still awake. She knew who I was, she knew who my mom was and she knew what was going on and I feel like I am so grateful that that happened before she died. like <laughs>
0: that's a, that's miraculous yeah like, that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I think so too. I hope you don't ever forget that know <laughs> that like that that's a that's a big part of it for mm-hmm. sure, right
1: It definitely felt special yeah um and I know she felt that way too. I know it yeah um but yeah I, I so when I walked into the hospital room, it was like the door and then the bed was next to the door and my mom was on the other side of the bed. Sure. And like, I just walked in and we made eye contact and it was a crazy moment because like, she didn't really look how I like thought, you know, like I still had this image of her from like 10 years ago, almost 10 (laughs) years ago. The shag
0: carpet down the hall. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I tried to forget that (laughs) image. Yeah. yeah, Okay. (laughs) No, but I had like, you know, it was, she looked different and healthier. uh, Yeah. Yeah. She did look healthier definitely than the last time I had seen her. Um, But we, I don't think either of us knew. I know neither of us knew because we've talked about it. Neither of us knew what was going to happen when I walked in, you know? Um, And when I saw each other... She probably
0: was very, like, reserved waiting to see how you... What I did. Yes.
1: Yeah. And when I saw her, I don't know what we knew. And we just embraced. We, like, went around the bed, hugged each other, and just held each other. Did you say anything? Um, (laughs) you know, I not for I don't think for a while
0: you drove all the way there and your thought was I don't know what I'm gonna say like, I
1: definitely great. didn't say hi so and so no
0: guess what you don't have to worry about no. that you guys are gonna hug not yet yeah and you're gonna cry and you're gonna get it oh out. we did yeah.
1: We, yeah and it was it was honestly a, a really nice reunion um special and then I feel like I remember her being like I like your boots like you know like <laughs> just some like casual compliment Break the ice. Like, yeah and um and we uh yeah it was well, and my family was there, and I hadn't seen a lot of them in a while because...
0: Oh, so it wasn't just your grandma, your mom, and you.
1: My uncles were there. Okay. Um, and I... So the one uncle, I saw him more frequently, uh, the one that came and got me from downstairs. Uh, we had seen each other pretty regularly, okay. like on holidays and stuff, and um, so we were like still had a relationship, but my other uncle, I hadn't seen him in a while. Um, and then my grandma's brother was there and his, um, family, and I hadn't seen them in no kidding forever. So I, I don't actually know if they were there during the reunion portion, but, um, got there shortly after. Yeah. Uh, and on top of that, my stepdad was there. Yeah. Um, and I honestly didn't put, I went into this with no expectations. No. You know, I didn't have any plan after I left. It was, I definitely didn't like, I didn't have any intentions or expectations from the situation at all and when I when she introduced me to my stepdad I was like okay well I don't really care because yeah. I don't I don't nice need to know teachers, that yeah. like you know I just felt like so I wasn't trying to connect with another one of her husbands yep. right away that yep. was for sure you know I was just like keeping everyone at an arm's reach you and, weren't
0: trying to pretend like this was going to become family right right
1: yeah I had definitely did not int- intend for experience
0: that. had not given that to you no yeah
1: no I was like okay well that's great I'm glad he's here you know I, I was like almost a little I gotta, rude about
0: it I gotta pause for just a second longer though it's just this idea just I think keeps coming back to me of like first of all you said your uncle like was kind of bothered by like that you, the moment like happening.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: I'm sorry, but like there for your your grandma didn't live that much longer after that moment.
1: No, she she passed the next day.
0: I mean, in all reality <laughs> for a mother who loves her grandchildren, mm-hmm. all of them, period. That's how it goes but loves you you spent a lot of time she saw her daughter go through a lot in her life Mm -hmm. and there is absolutely no doubt that the thing that she wanted before she left this earth was to see her daughter and her granddaughter back together
1: yeah i have no doubt about that there's no (laughs) doubt
0: and and i i just i just have to say like you we can complain about things happening the way they do sometimes but instead let's embrace that moment and and if you're not the main character in the play that doesn't matter because think about the person that you were actually in that moment for that's what she wanted
1: well and especially my grandma like she definitely didn't want the spotlight on her like that was she'd been sick for a long time and she was kind of one of those people that was like ready to go you know she was not and I know she wasn't upset about not being the center of attention. You know,
0: that's the attention she wanted. Yeah. Right. Right. I, that I'm, there's nothing that can bring you more joy than to see something like that. Right. So, sorry, I just wanted to say that because I think that's a really powerful lesson. First of all, that there are things that are happening all around us all the time to give us opportunities to like miracles happen. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Um, and, and when we have a chance to look at those things and either get bothered by them or to look at them and be like, Holy cow that's amazing and what a great experience that was even if it wasn't specifically created for us right be a witness and be excited that you were a part of it holy cow you know anyway let's move on (laughs) because so so you're there you're meeting the family you met stepdad and like you were trying to keep people at arm's length what happens after that experience right there
1: so well first another weird thing happened because my mom got a phone call so after we kind of had established that my grandma was going to make it through the night like she wasn't it wasn't gonna happen that night um My mom either called someone or she got a phone call, and I was just, you know, could hear her side of the conversation. But she was saying some weird stuff, like, "Oh, you know, how has he been?" And I, I'll come, uh, like, I'll, I'll come pick him up. And like, I didn't know who she was talking about. I was like, "Who's that?" You know, after she got off the phone, and she's like, "Oh, that was Linda. I'm gonna go pick up Jake." And I was like, "Who's Jake?" And she was like, "That's my baby." Oh. And I had no idea that she had a baby. That she had a baby um like a new baby yeah. like a few months <laughs> old baby yeah. like I I was blown away I was like a baby yeah. like a, ba- a baby like yeah. a human yeah. <laughs> like um and I don't know my head was blowing up but I ended up going with her to pick him up for you excited to hear like no honestly this is bad because I love Jake I love all these people yeah. now yeah
0: for sure but for
1: sure. um in that moment I was like okay, this is getting weird. Like it's getting complicated and I'm not trying to be this involved. And like, well, so, so the, what, what I'm thinking, Haley, I'm
0: like, I'm looking at this from an outsider looking in and, and I'll I bet you some of my listeners are feeling the same way Is it's like, this is your mom, but yeah. like you're coming back in this environment that you didn't choose to walk away from. Uh-huh. And she's already reconnected, replugged in. She's got a life. She's fully living and she's got kids.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: all of a sudden you're coming back into this thing and yet you don't really fit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I... <laughs> Well, and I was okay with that. And that's the
0: thing. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. And you're gonna get there with this thing. But, but first of all, I think it's important to, to point that out that you like you didn't fit, and it wasn't your fault. Yeah. Holy crap, <laughs> it wasn't your fault. And and wow. And and so what you're gonna to get to is even more powerful knowing that piece right there. So anyway, keep going.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I went. I ended up going with her to pick him up, and um, you know, I he was a cute baby, <laughs> but I was also like, okay, well, I'm not going to like. See him as a brother, yeah. you know. Like I'm not accepting this as my family right now. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of similar to how I felt about my stepdad, where it was just kind of like, okay, like great, good for you guys. Yeah. Like I just felt very like I was intentionally trying to not feel anything about it because it was, it was I was protecting myself, like Ex- you said.
0: Experience had taught you that it wasn't going to work out the way that that you would have dreamed it would have, right? Like in right. the best way possible.
1: Yeah, and so I just. And then we went back to her house and I... You went back
0: to your mom's house? Mm-hmm. No kidding. My uncles were there. So okay. I went back... Um... Did she invite you? Yeah. Okay. And like
1: I was in the car with her by myself, which I was a little bit worried about because honestly, I had experienced some... <laughs> I had been told some things about her yeah. that not from my dad, not from my stepmom, though they were super, super supportive, but... Sure. I had been told things that made me not trust her, like you know?
0: grandparent things. Yeah.
1: Okay. Like that she would steal from me and lie to me and that she didn't love me and like just that she was a terrible person. And yeah. I, so I was a little scared, you know, yeah. going in the car with her by myself for the first time. I was like, but what is she gonna do? Yeah. You know, like honestly, I don't think yeah. she's gonna kidnap me. <laughs> I'm 19. Yes. <laughs> um,
0: so for, for ransom money too, yeah. right? Like, right. Yeah. Like I
1: don't know, <laughs> I don't know what would happen. So I just I did it and I didn't. I you know I'm a little timid and I'm a little quiet. Sure. So when she asked me if I wanted to go, I was like, um okay sure yeah yeah so i went and i went with her um so you know,
0: I, did you talk about about anything
1: i think we did but it was more like um just getting to know each other's yeah. stuff Kay. like oh so what about school and what about this and what you know like just asking me questions surface and me level asking stuff without having
0: to go too deep right yeah, yeah right
1: yeah we didn't jump in right there how do you feel about your mom <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. no we didn't go um full-blown yeah <laughs> uh not yet yeah. yeah. so um yeah we we chatted and then picked up my picked up jake and went back to her house and and then at her house i met so at the time she lived in a house with a mother-in-law apartment so my stepdad's mom lived in the basement and uh, and so did his brother and well his two brothers so i met all of these people okay. all that same night yeah. and that's crazy because that's the the same lady and brother that were at the store with my mom oh no kidding um but did they recognize you when you walked in no <laughs> 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 or at least they didn't say anything yeah. i think they probably big like, like you
0: know this person
1: well and they knew i mean they'd seen pictures and they knew the whole story yeah. and they 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 loved me immediately. It was just like they wanted me to be part of their family. I was more like, "Hmm, stop. But they were accepting of me and loving of me and wanted me to be part of them immediately.
0: You're like, I can't trust this yet. Yeah. uh, It's nice to meet you guys. Exactly. I
1: was still kind of like, you know, I did start warming up a little bit where I was like more, you know, talkative. I was
0: was just thinking while you're driving, like to especially to her house, there has to be like some kind of spark of, of like hope there like the energy that you're feeling all of a sudden not like you're not allowing it to run wild by any means but like just something inside that's like just mm, like okay okay I feel like
1: it just all happened so fast that at that point I was still like in a whirlwind yeah I did have a moment like that a few days later okay um so my grandma ended up passing away the next day Mm -hmm. um and we kind of jumped into like celebration of life plans, yeah. you know, um, that happened so after you, you
0: were still like kind of there I all was. the way through. So
1: yeah. And that's what I was going to say is that they treated me like an adult. Yeah, They accepted me as one of the adults. I was there when she passed. Um,
0: Oh, that's great. Cause you had such a great relationship. With yeah, right?
1: yeah. Yeah. And it was, I can't imagine not being there. Yeah. Like, I don't know what would have happened if this went another way, because I feel like I would have been really upset to have not been there with my grandma. It was
0: meant to be. It was. And, and your grandma's not far from <laughs> you right
1: now. I I'm sure I know she's not. Yep. Um, but she, uh, so after she passed and they kind of like, I was really involved in everything. Mm-hmm. Like I went with them to the funeral home. I went like, I spent like a whole day running errands with my mom and my, my uncles. Gotcha. So and you so were very involved. It felt like I, became. I felt that's when I started feeling hope was when I was with those three and me and it felt like i was one of them yeah and i started feeling like oh this is like this this is my family
0: there's space for me here
1: yeah yep. and um there's i still moment. was you know i still wasn't ready to jump yes, in for all the way sure, for sure but that was well, how hope. does that, how so does that like,
0: even work right like you don't move back in you like right, right. right like so it's gonna disconnect at some point so how does that work but but like it was the groundwork was kind of being laid during Mm -hmm. that time when you were like getting ready to to really celebrate your grandma's life if you will
1: right and so like you said yeah after the after that was over that's when it kind of you know things start going back to normal my uncles aren't there like there's no one there's not a buffer and um initially my (laughs) my mom so first of all to this day we we talk on the phone every day um Well, it's been a little worse lately because I keep forgetting to call her, but (laughs) (laughs) I had a change in my schedule recently and it's thrown off my whole routine. But anyway, for the most part, we talk every day, you know, Um, and it started like the day after my grandma's celebration of life. She started calling me. And at first I was like, oh, she's calling again. Like, why does she keep calling me? Like, I felt overwhelmed by it because she was so... You know, not like pushy, yeah. but just like she wanted to keep in contact. Yep. So she would just call and we'd say hi. And, you know, she'd always be like, I love you. And I'd be like, uh, bye. That's great. Yeah, like That's... I really was like still heavily on the fence about yeah. the whole situation. Yeah. Just.
0: You couldn't trust it. Yeah. Yep.
1: It wasn't there yet. Yep. Um, I definitely. Yeah. I did not just jump back into it, <laughs> you know, right away. But, but. yeah, want we'll to get hurt again. It happened so naturally. Easing back into a relationship with her, um, you know, it, slowly stern our phone calls our daily phone calls she eventually convinced me to come over for dinner you know and then i go over for dinner and it was great and yeah, i loved everyone yeah. and like you felt good even like though i was trying to keep everybody at a distance i started liking them yeah you know i started feeling these feelings it was and, genuine and i wasn't seeing any red flags yeah. you know it's not like i was going over there and there was some suspicious stuff going on yeah. like it always was normal it always was good it felt good it seemed right and i just slowly became one of them like i don't know how it happened so naturally but other than it was meant to be yeah you know
0: amen and that's awesome
1: yeah i so to this day i mean my that was eight years ago yeah no kidding is that right yeah
0: eight years ago eight
1: years My mom. we celebrate our anniversary yeah um, every march you call it the reunion i'm like i love that (laughs) it's so cool it's our anniversary we got back together yeah that's kind of how (laughs) we refer to it um so it was eight years last month. So, yeah, um, and we've, like I said, been talking every single day, <laughs> every day since we are closer than ever.
0: When did you have the first talk after you guys started? Because I'm sure it came. It had to, you had to, you had to approach this thing.
1: Yeah. That's like a, so that's kind of what I think is a key to our relationship sure. to this day um, is that we are very honest with each other and we have been since very early on, I don't remember if it was like the first time I went over for dinner or if it was the second, you yeah. know, but it was very early on when I first started going over there for dinners and stuff like that and seeing them more regularly, um, that my mom was like, okay, so we have to talk about this. Talk to me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Lay it on me. Like I I'm ready for this. Cause I want to own this and love you. Right.
1: That. And she also, you know, she told me her side too, yeah. you know, we had the opportunity to share our experiences yep. and, um, and really get on the same page about yes. things. And I think that that is the key to our success because we've never been like brushing under the rug. Yep. You know, it's never be been honest. like taboo yep. or anything like that. It's it's something that we both acknowledge that happened and we talk about it, you know, not not like every day though, you know? <laughs> but <laughs> it's not something where it's like if I think about something that happened while she was gone, I have to be like, "Oh, don't bring that up." Yeah. You know. Yep. It's never like that.
0: It's a safe place. It is. and, and, and it sounds to me like you guys were able to right away listen, like actually listen to each other with the mindset of genuine empathy and love. Like mm-hmm. trying to understand and being willing to validate those feelings that were being told to you without like questioning them and being like, well, if yeah. you were this way or if you felt this way, why? Like, right? Like, never. You weren't the skeptic. You were, you were, you validated the feelings. You trusted that what was being told was true. It was not just hard for you. Mm-hmm. You recognized that it was hard for her too. Right. And, and, and built on that with empathy and and real compassion for each other. Mm -hmm. Your, your relationship is now stronger than ever.
1: Yeah. You know, and we've been through a lot in the last eight years. Both of us have had highs and lows, absolutely. But we got through them together, you know, and that's what's, that's what's important. And that's, you know, what I, that's all I could ever want out of a relationship with my mom. So I feel incredibly lucky. And, you know, I hear people say this all the time and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it also. I wouldn't change a thing. You know, I wouldn't, I would not, uh, even though it was incredibly difficult experience for me for a long time in my life, I and I know it was for her too, I don't think, I know I wouldn't be who I am now, and I know she wouldn't be who she is now, and I know we wouldn't have the relationship that we do today if we didn't go through what we went through.
0: Well, and, and I've met, <clears throat> I've met Corey, and she is pretty awesome, <laughs> She's and pretty I know cool. you, and you are amazing, <laughs> and I'll tell you, um, to say something like that, I understand that. And to say something like that, of I wouldn't change a thing, mm-hmm. anything, no amount of money, no possession, mm-hmm. um, no alternate life that you have, that comes from a space of like happiness and it acceptance, com- right? Acceptance mm-hmm. and and joy, yeah. right? Like like all those struggles, all those hard, hard things. Mistakes were made. Yeah, you know, Corey Corey talked about mistakes she'd made. Um you you were kind of you you didn't make mistakes but you but you you went through so much pain. Mm-hmm. Um to be able to say that is it's a beautiful thing because you you are now looking at that whole thing as like I am so much more than I was. Oh yeah. Because of those hardest things that I went through, right? Mm-hmm. They created me for who mm-hmm. I am. And and you're somebody that I, I would say right now Haley like I can tell right off the bat that you have like grown to a place where you, you can look yourself in the mirror and you love who you are and what you see.
1: Yeah, I, I do. I mean, that seems, it's weird to say it, but like I love myself, but (laughs) you're awesome. Yeah. I do feel pretty good about myself in general. Like I don't have a lot of self doubt and like, I, I feel very confident in who I am. And I think that that came a lot from this,
0: this experience. Do you have a lot of peace in your life now?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, the one thing I, I do. Um, almost every, you know, with the situation, my sister still lives with my grandparents Uh and, um, she hasn't reunited with my mom and, you know, and that's okay. She's young and that's totally on her. And she has to have that moment where she knows it's right. Right. Just like I did, you know, we can't force that. Um, so we're waiting for that. You know, that's kind of the next step is I hope that someday she can experience what I have because I feel like the relief the relief that I feel from reuniting with my mom has been undescribable. Like it's, it's really, I can't put it into words. What I don't know where my life would be if I hadn't done that eight years ago.
0: Just the, the feeling like liberating comes to mind, right? Like the freedom, the the weight goes away. And it's just like that, that there's no rooftop for hope anymore. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't go up and hit a ceiling and bounce back down and you're like, Oh crap. I don't know if I can hope for that. Yeah, it's like it's like it opens you opens you up so much more than you thought possible when you were in those moments. And it's it's almost like now you have the, the world back at your in, in almost in your hands. Like you are able to make the choice you want to fully and yeah. thrive. Right. Yeah. But when you when you stay in a place where there's anger, resentment, maybe some forgiveness you're withholding from somebody, even if even if they don't know that. Mm-hmm. Right. Like sometimes we're hurt by people. They don't really do it on purpose. And we hold this this we hold back forgiveness for whatever yes. reason it, it traps us. It, it hold, it really literally holds us hostage from like flourishing. Yeah. And, and it's, it's more for our own good sometimes that we do those things. So, um, what, what else do we, is there anything else as part of the story or are you ready for us to kind of have some questions here?
1: I think that's, that's it. Um, from what I, yeah, I think that's everything that I planned on covering, but you, you knocked it out of the park. You, <laughs> you, you. you.
0: <laughs> you've never told your story before. How's it feel?
1: I'm good. It does. I was stressed about this. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, "How am I gonna piece this together? This is really complicated. It's really long," Um, and I knew I, you know, I was trying to like rehearse it in my head, but it was like a big monologue, and I was like, "Well, it's not gonna go this way because I'm interacting with Michael." (laughs) So I, I have been worried about this, um, trying to piece all of this together out loud, and um, I feel good. I feel like it did come together nicely. I hope everybody agrees. You
0: knocked out (laughs) of the park, and I hope, I hope when you listen to this, I hope that you sit and, and you're able to like hear yourself. And say you're awesome. <laughs> to to you, right? And also to Corey. I mean, mm-hmm. you guys have survived a lot. Right. Yeah. You've gone through some very difficult things that so many people don't don't experience. But there's many that do mm-hmm. that we don't really hear their stories very often. And a lot of times they stay broken because yeah. there's a lot of things that don't happen for them. Right. And so I I Haley, I feel like your story is so important because there are many people out there that either it's a, an abandonment issue mm-hmm. or even that idea of forgiveness. We're going to talk a little bit more about that for a second. But you you held on to this idea of hope that there was something for you and even though there were days that that were hurt, hurt like you hurt and mm-hmm. you cried and you got your you let your emotions play and it was hard to find balance, it was hard to find structure, mm-hmm. right? stability. Um you found it. Yeah. And it, and it came together for you miraculously and and you also Got married recently, and like your life, I look at your life. Like you're happy. You're genuinely. You got a big smile on your face. Yeah, right now.
1: I am happy. Right. You know, my mom was my my uh, maid of honor. I did know that. <laughs> like amazing. Matron is that the matron? Yes. Of honor? Is yes. That the politically correct I, I, term. I, you know, <laughs> it's just maid of honor. Yeah, that's, that's what, fun. That's what she was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I couldn't have. She's my best friend. Yeah. So. Um, and I, I know I'm hers too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, my
0: gosh. And and so hold on to hope, right? Right. It's a big part of the story. It's always there. Yeah, no doubt. Um. Okay. So, couple couple questions I have for you. Mm-hmm. Um. Tell me, like, in that moment when, if, if going back to the 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 moments when you recognized your mom was gone for the first time, mm-hmm. um, what did you like? What where did you try and put yourself mentally? in those moments just to hold on where did you try and just forget about it um did you did you leave it alone or, or did you like say hey look I need to really focus on my relationship with my stepmom over here
1: I honestly think I was too young for that mm-hmm. I um I think I did do a little bit of like trying to um uh, like I don't want to say like pretend like it wasn't happening because that absolutely wasn't it but um I tried to the when you said that uh I uh, I kind of did nothing, you yeah. know. Honestly, yeah. I just kind of went with the flow. Yeah, and I've Tried out I've kind of month. done that a lot in my life. To be honest, like oh. I just know oh, yeah, with, the with the it. Foil. Yeah, yeah. Um, because well, and it was just never so certain, you know. It was never like she's definitely not coming back, and it just took it took a while. For, like, I mean, obviously, after a few years, it was like, okay, well, I don't think she's coming around, yeah. you know. Yeah. But uh, but by that point, I was like. I don't know. I had kind of already started to move on, yeah. you know. Like I was, I was a teenager, and I was doing other things. I had friends, and I, you know, all this important stuff going on. But, uh, <laughs> I love how you said that. Yeah, all
0: this important stuff, right? Yeah, right. Because yeah. everything
1: is so important when you're a teenager. But, uh, but yeah, I really don't think I did much to like handle it. Yeah. I, I think I just did my best to go with the daily flow of things. Yeah. Um, which, you know, might not be the best. As an adult, I I, could be like, "Well, you probably should have coped with that somehow." I don't
0: know though, because like, I'm, I'm like, how did you not have anxiety? How did you not go through like major, major depression? And I know you did. Actually, I take that back. I know you did, but you probably never like went to counseling, Mm -mm. got diagnosed for it, right? You probably never got to that space. But like, that could cause a kid so much anxiety, and you kind of detached yourself from over analyzing it and defining it to the point where it caused you like kind of a chaotic mind.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I know. Yeah. I never have seen like a counselor for anything. And I definitely don't recommend that. Yeah. <laughs> feel like, uh, yeah. Uh, seek therapy. Yeah, like, I yeah. think that that really is, a, I think everybody should go it's to good therapy. good to talk. I think everybody has, you know, something yeah. that they could work through. Yeah. Um, I happen to process things pretty well in my head. I don't know why, why I don't want to feel like I'm really good at that, but I, (laughs) I feel like I do have a way of like processing things and coping with things pretty, um, naturally
0: and then letting it go
1: and letting it go. And like you had mentioned, um, the forgiveness, you know, it's, that's goes along with that. Yeah. I think that ties in, um, pretty well because it's to being able to forgive and move on is really where the key is, you know?
0: Yes. You owe it to yourself to like like you you only you yes sometimes forgiveness really does empower the other person mm-hmm. when it's really something that you know they've done to harm you and you you do you do need to have a conversation about it yeah but ultimately forgiveness it just empowers you
1: yeah it's a gift to yourself big time uh, and i'm definitely not saying that you should you know forgive everybody yeah <laughs> not everybody deserves forgiveness i mean maybe they they at least deserve the chance yeah. is what the point is you yeah. know i I don't love taking credit for forgiving my mom because yeah. I feel like I didn't just forgive her. Um, she earned it, yeah. you know, and I, all I did was be open to it. Yes. And, um, and she did the rest. Yeah. Honestly, she earned her way back into my life. I, like I said, I was totally not jumping back into the relationship by any means. I was trying not to, and yeah. she worked her way in. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I,
0: I'd say you're glad she did. Too. I am. There was always hope. Like, as you tell your story, I listen to you and I'm like, there's always hope. There's yeah, like, you there just kind of, you kind of have a hopeful heart and a hopeful spirit. And that's, I don't know that, I don't know that you, that's something you ever want to lose. You know, yeah. you, that's, that's a beautiful part of life. Right. Right. No matter what you go through, it's going to be okay. And keep that mentality and that mindset because things kind of tend to work out for those of us that believe that, have yeah. that belief. Right. And sometimes it gets dark and sometimes it gets lonely. And for those that are in that space, you know, I hope you hear, I hope you hear this and no matter what you're going through, you hold on to that, that idea of hope. There's yeah. always, always a, a door that will open when we're in those dark, bad spots.
1: And sometimes it's not the door you think. Right, it's, <laughs> you know? Most of the time it's not. <laughs> right.
0: Right? Like, I, I think, and, and that's, I'm so glad you said that because that brings me to like something I want to talk to you about. Um, you woke up that morning, the reunion day. Yeah. You woke up that morning with no expectations to reconnect with your mom that day. Right. Sometimes when we're pushing and when we're forcing it, that doesn't really work out that way. The other exactly. person might not be ready. Yeah. But universe, I can't, like, I
1: can't imagine it going any other way. Yeah. You know? Right. It's just, it feels like,
0: Caught you off guard. Right. And because you were off guard, you were open. You were yeah. vulnerable and you were able, like you guys, you walk in the room and what happens? Without saying a word, you and your mom hug each other. Yeah. And you cry.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And and there's energy that gets released and also gain in that moment.
1: Absolutely. It's and, a perfect way of saying
0: that. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think I, I just kind of keep going back to the thought of your grandma. And I, I've come to learn um, when my dad died of brain cancer. I was in a really bad place in my life and I, was, I had a lot of pain that I was dealing with It he's my best friend and my father. And I'll never forget the night before he passed away. Um, actually about three days before, and I'll be quick with this. Cause I have a lot more to ask you, but about three days before he passed away, I came home and I had this feeling just in my heart. He's not gonna be around much longer. Hmm. You need to like really savor these moments. And wow. I tried, I tried to like get him out of his hospice bed at that point, put him in his wheelchair that night and go take him for a walk. But I couldn't like, it just, he was heavy. He was pretty, he, he wasn't really lethargic, I think is the yeah. word, right? Like you couldn't physically Yeah. it. Yeah, he just, he had no, there was no support on his end to help me. Yeah. And I remember sitting in my living room after taking him back, putting him in the bed, and just breaking down.
1: Mm.
0: Like I, I love my dad, and, mm. I, and I'm not able to do this for him. Like one last walk and just looking at the moon and stuff. And um, I came home a couple nights later, and, and um, I came in, I gave him a hug. I went downstairs to my room. And again, I had this thought. There were there were some things that if I wouldn't have been able to say to my dad while he was alive, it probably would have ruined my my spirit, yeah, and my hope. And I was down in my room, no thought at all about that, about go talk to him. And I just had this very very real feeling. Now's your opportunity. Yeah, you've got to go talk to your dad. And I went up in the room and I put my arms around his neck, and he could not speak to me. He couldn't speak. He in fact his eyes he had his eyes closed but, but he was live and I put yeah. my arms around his neck and I just whispered in his ear for a few minutes and I said I love you and I'm so sorry about my life and and I just need you to know you're my hero and I love you and and I'm and I I made some promises to him that night and um that moment will never be forgotten it was very special to yeah. me and, and I didn't deserve it I wasn't worthy of that moment by any means But he passed away that night at about 3 a.m. And I've felt this ever since. And my mom even confirmed this one time, too. It's almost as if he was holding on so that that moment could, because he needed to, like, he wanted, I think that moment was for me. I think he needed me to actually get there. Mm -hmm. But I think he held on for that moment. And then once that moment was there, he could go. And I I think about your grandma (laughs) and Haley. I gotta just say, like, I know you know this, but there is there is some very real and powerful and beautiful things that happen in that moment for you. And I, I just have to believe that your grandma was a big part of the reason why that happened. Yeah. And um the power of love is real and and there is I mean I, I call it God, some people call it the universe, but when we when we want something that is good to happen I think God is very good to those who don't have much time left on this earth, but you know, to be able mm. to witness things that they need for their souls. And, they need it. Yeah and, yeah, and 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 so did you.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we all needed it. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah, so now you okay. just need to say, "Hey, Grandma, uh, work on my sister I know. and my family." So, so tell me, I, I want to talk about forgiveness a little bit more. Yeah. Right. Um, what what have you learned about forgiveness from this entire experience?
1: I. I think I've learned that there are different levels of forgiveness um and what I like to think is that I have given complete forgiveness you know I I truly forgive my mother like I I don't hold it against her there's hardly ever a time that I'm like feel any kind of resentment you know um I feel like if anything I feel like the challenges that I've faced have only made me stronger and I don't see that as like a bad thing um and i i would never you know throw it in her face or try to hold it against her or use it as a punishment for what she did um because that's not true forgiveness you know if there's something that you're holding on to that you're willing to throw out at a you know any time you need to that's not true forgiveness and i feel like i don't the peace that comes with true forgiveness is it's there's not words for it it's it's an experience for both both parties you know um i know that the forgiveness has given me relief on my end and i know it's given my mom relief and i just can't imagine holding on to any of that yeah. any longer you know it's been so long it's she's proven time and time again that she's made the changes that she needs to change um that she needed to to make and uh and that she deserves that kind of forgiveness yeah and I don't have any intentions of taking that back. Yeah. You know, <laughs> she's she's really earned it, and and uh, I'm happy to to give it because it, it it does it provides me with a sense of relief, and uh, and I and I just know it's the same for her. So I've learned a lot about forgiveness through she, this.
0: <laughs> she genuinely loves you, and uh-huh. like she's even when we talked in her podcast, she even really states like the like what that did for her that you were able to do that because she recognizes that you didn't have to,
1: uh-huh.
0: right. And she genuinely, I think she holds on to that. And just that, that like really allows her to flourish.
1: Well, and I hope it gives her some hope.
0: Yeah. And, and it does. You know? I, I know that from hearing her tell her story. You can genuinely say you love your mom.
1: I do. That's powerful. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love her. <laughs> all that, all that
0: experience. Right. Yeah. And, and to be able to say, I wouldn't change any of it for anything. It's kind of like, Hey mom, our journey has been weird. It's been crazy. Yeah. It's not the scripted, like perfect cookie cutter mom and daughter relationship. Right. But like, you've learned some powerful lessons that people your age have not learned yet.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing. Like I'm, we're young. Like we still have a lot of life ahead of us. Yes, you do. Um, so I'm just, I'm relieved that no more time is wasted. Yeah. You know, we still have all this time together. That's, you know, seven years without her. That was a long time. That's yeah. a long time, especially when you're 12. Yeah. Um, but it's nothing compared to like the amount of time that we have left together. Beautiful. So
0: this life and the next. Yeah. So, so what you're telling me is <clears throat> I shouldn't let Anger, resentment, frustration for what I didn't get, stand in the way of being excited and grateful for what I did get and what I'm able to get, because I can still create with that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's beauty in that. Whereas if I stay resentful, if I stay unforgiving, if I'm bothered and I resent, I can't.
1: That's a heavy feeling. Yeah. That's gonna weigh on you.
0: It literally, it literally. You can't move on. No. It, it causes you to shrink. Yeah. And and life becomes dull and it's it becomes a, a an ugly place mm-hmm. but if you hold on to hope things always work out for you and, and they're good okay so i'm i'm gonna ask you a last question because we got to get you home before chelsea calls me because what the heck yeah
1: what time is it? yeah, yeah oh she's my.
0: gonna be like hey we, we need to have a discipline council for you tomorrow at work just fyi several uh, hours yeah. past my bedtime right yes. now <laughs> uh, right right um okay so so you've heard my podcast in the past and um the question i was in with is because of your darkest hours, in, in those darkest moments, those darkest hours, what is the gift that you were given that has blessed your life?
1: So there are a few. Yes. <laughs> Probably more than a few. Yes. But I think that the two. I want. I want to. I'm going to do two. Yes, do it, please. <laughs> um, my two biggest gifts, takeaways from my experience. First, this the forgiveness. You know, the ability to forgive. Um, knowing what that feels like, that release, the, that indescribable feeling of truly forgiving someone, um, the power that that holds is incredible. Um, and I don't know that I've ever had the opportunity to forgive someone this way <laughs> ever yeah. with in any other situation. So, um, definitely the power to forgive. Uh, and then also my sense of self, you know, my, my true, the ability to be honest, like not only with others, but with myself, yeah. um, and not only inwardly, but outwardly as well. And like just full heartedly go, you know, I don't have very many times where I doubt my decisions or question my thoughts or my intuitions. I, I trust myself. And I think that that comes, that strong sense of self comes from working through some of these things as yeah. a child. Yep. Um, because I, I feel very confident in my, my mind, yeah. you know, yep. um, so I think that that is, it's me, that's and I special. feel like if it, if I didn't go through what I did, I would not be who I am, and and I like myself. Yeah. So yes, that's a
0: gift. Yes. It, amen to that. That is a very powerful gift, and so so forgiveness and just love for self, and mm-hmm. and the ability to to know and trust that if Haley ever gets in a in a, in a rough situation, a tough spot again it's going to work out for you.
1: I can get myself out of it. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're pretty awesome. And <laughs> I,
0: I just, I just feel like that right there is one of, that, that would allow a place of, of peace in mm-hmm. life. Right. To know that like, it's going to be okay.
1: Well, as long as you, you know, as long as I'm true to myself, then, I. Uh, and I can find the light. That's
0: right. Amen. <laughs> hey. That is delightful. Woo. Thank you so much for sharing your story.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. This Let's, has been an experience. We'll circle.
0: We'll circle back in a few more years when more processes have come through in your brain and you can say, okay, now here's what I've learned on top of that, right? Because I think the cool thing about the gifts we receive is years later, we look at the same experience and you're like, well, I've not only learned that, but I've also learned this.
1: Oh yeah. Right. It's fun. It's kind of crazy to think about all the stuff that will happen in the future, yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> like totally. the stories I'll have to tell someday. Yep. Yeah, I
0: can't wait to, uh, I can't wait to get you and Corey both one time together. I Ooh. think that'd be fun. Let's do it. Okay. Okay.
1: I, I know she'll be in. So okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Michael.
0: Thank you for tuning in to come towards delight the podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed today's show. I would love to hear your feedback. You can subscribe to this podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcast or any podcast platform you use. If you or someone you know has a delightful story to share that I need to talk to, please email me at cometowardsdelight at gmail.com.